the Seattle Mariner. Racing back to the track. It's that time again, folks. It's halfway around the halo, the LA Angels UK podcast. We are back recording on this Friday night before a massive homestand against the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. But first, guess who's back? Back again. Devo's back. Tell a friend. Big Dave Evans. Welcome back, Dave. How you doing? I'm good, man. It's good to be talking to you again about some Angels baseball, especially after... Those booms came out. You, you've been avoiding the show. You thought you were too big time for us, to be quite honest. I had some offers. He's had some better offers. He's been trying to talk to some rivals and see what he can do. Try and get a, a more of a, a more of a hosting role there. That's what he wants. That's what he's striving for. But I wanted to go to a, con- I wanted to go to a contending team. So uh, it was time to. It's my walk here. Maybe that's us. Maybe that's us, Dave. <laughs> What's going on with your baseball before we get going on the real stuff? Uh, not the greatest of starts. Uh, one win, three losses. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, thanks to this nice English weather, we had pretty much no pre-season. So, you know, we we got half a new team. Lots of youngsters are coming. So we've, no, we, but we're looking good. But, you know, errors, people stepping up to the level for the first time. So it's going to be a little bit of a teething bit whilst we go through. But, um, yeah, I'm a veteran now. That's really sad. I've heard a few things. I've been reading the forums and listening to a few fans. They're saying, Devo's got a bit old. So does he still have it? Does he still have the power? Does he still have the eyes to catch no. him in cool games anymore? I don't know. Devo is definitely feeling up after these games as well. You know, a good few days to recover. So, you know, mad respect to the, the professionals who manage to do it every single day. But, yeah, getting harder, getting harder. I bet you are. And speaking of getting harder, what have you been doing tonight and what are you doing the podcast for? Well, I'm just so excited about the upcoming uh, stand that we've got. So uh, I see we've got some hope and optimism about, although against probably a pretty poor cast rotation at the moment, got to get excited. And if you're not going to get excited, what's the point? We do have to get excited. Before we get excited, though, I'd just like to take a moment to extend a sincere heartfelt apology to the family and friends of Jeffrey Marte on the show last week when I was running through the the lineup for Toby's first game I accidentally called the man Jose Marte in a complete slip of the tongue and I know that Jeffrey's family will have been listening to this and that would have hurt that I didn't remember such an angel's great so Jeffrey to you from me I apologize from the bottom it's easy, of my to, heart. easy to get the wrong name every now and then. Hey, Luis Suarez. <laughs> Luis Suarez. Da, 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 da. It is. It's true. And whilst you're listening to this, obviously, we're glad to have Dave back. So remember, please do go and support us. If you haven't subscribed already, and I say this every single week, please go and subscribe. It's what we really want from you. Really help us support this page. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can go and find us there. Just go and hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. When I post these stuff on Twitter, on Instagram, go and retweet it. Tell your friends. 
And that's exactly what we want to do. When I said Dave is back, tell a friend, I meant it. I meant tell everyone you know Dave Evans is back on the show. Anyway, Dave, let's get into Halos Baseball. And I actually really, really wanted to record this on, what day is it today? Friday. It must have been Wednesday night slash early Thursday morning. I sent Dave a text about half past three in the morning. (laughs) Let's record right now. I was so pumped. Instead, instead of a podcast, you got a selfie from bed from me. So I don't know which one you prefer. The listeners probably prefer the podcast, but if I was to do a poll, I reckon the bed selfie's up there. I had to very quickly go and chuck on a t-shirt and also a baseball hat. And I love the fact that not a single response and not a single comment to me said, why are you wearing a baseball hat in bed? Not <laughs> one at 3.30 in the morning. So it's this, this sort of content, Nick, which makes me want to come back onto Twitter. I need these midnight and in the middle of the night tweets of you in your bed and a baseball cap. Because in fairness, if I saw that, I would have immediately said, do you go to sleep in that hat? Because that's what no. you wanted. No one did, Dave. No one did. So disappointed in you all. No, I respect it. They're just too, too in awe of the type of content I'm just churning out on the reg. Yeah, sewn onto your head that hat. Sewn onto your head. When are you coming back on Twitter? That's what everyone wants to know. No one. Uh, I'm quite happy not being on there. To be honest with you. Well, he pretends he's not on there, but he's got the burners and he's always browsing. He, always knows what, he, he literally knows exactly what I do at all hours of the day. It's weird and stalkery, but he knows. Isn't that right, we all, Dave? We just all want to be you. We just all want to be you. Well, I'm getting a bit concerned. You know that yeah. show, you know that show, you, sorry, and uh, Joe Goldberg. There's a lot of similarities there. That's all I'm going to say. Let's move on. Angels baseball, the week that was. When we left off after the last episode, we were one game into the Brewers series. We just lost 2-1, bit of a tough loss, um, and we had two games to go there. What did you think of Toby's best Dave Evans impression? Didn't listen to it. I was so upset that I wasn't on the recording due to unforeseen reasons. So, uh, yeah. But I'm sure what you've said, he's done a great job. So, yeah, I don't know what his impression was. That is a lie. He has listened and he knows exactly what the impression was. Mr. Positive over there. Mr. Positive. Anyway, we lose the second one. And thankfully, we churn out a victory um, on the Sunday game, 3-0. Dave, what did you think about that Brewers series? For me, it was like another one of the series. Anytime we play a good team... We compete with them. We look okay. You know, we, we we do enough to stay in games, but ultimately don't do enough to win the series. And it was another one like that where we fell short. I mean, the Saturday game looks a lot closer than it actually was because we were 7-1 down in that, weren't we? And clawed some back with some late, trouty heroics. But I think it was another series where it could have gone either way, particularly after that Friday game. Yeah, it was... Um... Was it game to Detmond start, wasn't it? So was it another just randomly bad inning again, which seems to be sort of what's yeah. happened to him so far this year. So that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> you, you looked at that, as you say, that Brewers series, you know, they were a good team. Um, and they're the ones. Did, did we expect a series win there? Personally, I didn't. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with game three. 
I did not think Suarez will throw in a performance like that. Um, you know, I've been quite critical, and I'm not exactly high on Suarez, but you know, he's he's earned himself his next start, hasn't he? There. Um, it's, it's just one of those. It's, it's the inconsistency. I, I think that's all. Best we seem to be beating up the small teams or small teams, the poorer teams, but we need to get some. And as you say, you know, this home stand's huge now to really start to see where we are. Um, yeah, it, yeah. That, Bru- that Bruce game, though. I mean, the Suarez one. I kind of predicted that he was going to be better than he was, and I said he deserved that start. And yeah, there was a few hiccups in there, but he got out of them fine. He only gave up two hits, went five, struck out six. A really good start from a fifth starter like Suarez. You can't knock it. And I think actually, then the best thing that's come out of the last week or so is the bullpen. And everybody always knocks our bullpen, us included. But in reality, they're actually pretty good. Um, you take Aaron Loop out there, and thankfully I see as we're recording now, he's just gone on the IL. And I imagine that's a bit of a phantom IL spot with um, a hamstring yeah. injury. But Andrew Wants has come up. But you look at that pennant, the 3-0 is prime example of it, right? Davinsky came in after Suarez and has looked really, really good to start the year. I think he's thrown like, what, five, six innings now, hasn't given up run. you then got Silseth that's come up, and I love Silseth's stuff, and it is playing up massively in the bullpen so far, and it's great yeah. to give us another back-end option there. Matt Moore, who's been one under of... Under the radar, not, hasn't he? The, He's been proper under the radar. The it? signing of the season so far for the Halos, definitely up there. He's been superb, and again, we super. And then Estevez, who looked a bit shaky at the start, but ultimately, you're seeing now what Perry saw in him and why taking him out of the Colorado situation and pitching in cores and coming over to the Halos, why he was like able to sign for pretty decent money and why we took a chance to be our closer. Because all four of those guys, to me, are, are making up a decent enough bullpen. So things are looking more promising on that front, aren't they? I mean, I think it's has coincided with Ryan Tapera not being around for the last couple of weeks, um, as well. Um, it's great to see. It's great to see, you know, once coming back up. You know, you understand why he, you know, he was the first one to be him down, but you know, he has come back because he was looking good. Matt Moore, Tucker Davidson, as well. He's looked all right in the roles that he's been doing as well. But you know, Aaron Luke, as you say, and it's funny when I was um, thinking about this show earlier. It's Aaron Luke. You know, even against the Cardinals, he wanted to make it interesting for us, didn't he? He couldn't just come in and just lock down a pretty crap team who weren't playing well and still had to give up his token two runs. Um, you, you keep trying to jump ahead here, don't you? Desperate. Do. No, no, you're, you're talking about the ball. You're talking about the pen, so it's relevant right now. Um, so yeah, but no. They, they are sort of straightening themselves out a little bit. It is looking a little bit better. You don't maybe feel that it's going to collapse every single time. But I bet you feel like it's going to collapse whenever a certain two people still step into that role. But at least, of course. But I think there's, I think there's options there that means that they're not going to be used in high leverage situations anymore. There, there's options coming through in the pen when they're available. Means we don't have to, and that's what you want to see. Yeah. And I'm not as sold on Andrew Wance as some. And when he got sent down, there was a bit of a uproar because he started the season quite well. But his previous two performances before he got sent down weren't great. I think he let a few inherited runners score and some of the numbers um, weren't as strong as his ERA suggested. So 
hopefully he's come back refreshed and will take over as he was to start the year. Um, but you never know. But I'm starting to like where this pen is at. I think we're getting a few harder guys throwing in there, which helps. I think Silseth coming in and throwing 95-plus is helping the back end of that pen. Estevez as well. It's a shame that we've lost Jose Quijada, um, which we need to talk about. And obviously, Spicy, as we've said before, goes up and down. But I knew that as soon as he went down with elbow issues, that screams no, no, John. That's the, that's the, see you later. I'll be, I'll be back next year, year after. Um, I, and I feel for him. I feel for him because... With relievers like that and back in, there's no guarantee that A, he can come back at the level he was, or B, that he's going to have a job when he comes back. It's such a fickle world, ballpens, that from year to year, they can change a lot. So I do feel like he was just hitting his stride a bit, and now he's gone, and who knows where his career goes next. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, um, it's a shame. It's a nature of the beast, unfortunately. And you know, as Angels fans, we've seen many, many Tommy John surgeries now, haven't we, over the last few years? Um, but no, it, it it's unfortunate because, you know, when he's on, he's on, you know, when he's off, it's, it's, it's not great. But, you know, I thought he was starting to put together, you know, a little bit of reliability at the back end there as well. And, you know, it is what it is. But just touching again on Silsef and Davinsky as well, since they've come up, you know, I think they've got nine, ten innings between the two of them now. And it's been nice welcome additions coming in as well. I, I don't think they've given up a hit between them yet. Um, so, yeah, that, that's looking promising. Absolutely. Let's get on to that Cardinals series then. And you mentioned earlier getting the broom out and we have been sweeping everything nice and clean because what a series that was for the Halos. And it all started with a 5-1 victory in the first game. Very, very comfortable, to be quite honest. It was another one of those. And we've seen this a lot this year where we scored four runs early. We got the four in the first. We added on in the sixth. But we were just looking very, very comfortable. Sandy was dealing. I think Sandy went five, struck out four, gave up a few hits, but he looked good. And then again, those lockdown arms in the pen came in and uh, and won it. It was great to see Taylor Ward get his swing back and hit that home run. Um, it, it felt good as well because, no, I literally only said that a few hours before the game started. It, it's been a really good time for Taylor Ward to actually uh, start getting some sort of swing back going. And uh, yeah, first did it straight away. Love it. Yeah, it was really good to see and really needed that because the way things have been going this year, we'd won, you know, we got the win in Milwaukee, but we were unable to really take some momentum in. So to win that and get two in a row before Shohei's start was massive, I think, for the Halos. Massive. So let's talk about Shohei's start then. And this was the game of the season so far. And to be fair, I've probably calmed down a bit since then but I was on cloud nine for a long time after that game I could not fall asleep that game finished around half three or three o'clock I did not fall asleep until nearly six ish I think I had an alarm set for half seven it was next day was horrible but I didn't care because what a win well talk us through it then because I (laughs) I had high dreams then I waking up to watch it didn't happen too much going on (laughs) an early morning start so what was so good? Obviously, you see the line score, and those who have seen it have seen it, seen the highlights. But why? What was so good for you? I mean, everything about it. Firstly, Shohei on the mound, and again, Shohei gives up four runs, and he wasn't ace like Shohei. Apart from he struck out thirteen guys, which is mad. He struck in five out, innings. He struck five out innings. thirteen guys in five innings, and yet he gave up 
four runs. He looked a bit off at times. He gave up some hard hit balls, a couple of home runs. And so that wasn't necessarily the Shohei you want to see. And I think there's definitely a question mark to be had over Shohei calling his own pitches. Now, I've never had a problem with it before, and I also don't have a problem with it now because Shohei kind of gets to decide what Shohei wants to do. But the usage of the sweeper in that game, I think he was over 50% with his sweeper, right? And that is yeah. far, far too much to be throwing any sort of pitch. These are major league hitters. They may be slumping, but it's far too far too many to be throwing that same pitch over and over to lefties and to righties as well. And we know it's just it's less effective. Um, so I was a bit concerned about the usage of his pitches, particularly because we know Shohei has plus, plus, plus stuff across the board. He's got six pitches he can throw. He doesn't need to pigeon himself into just throwing the four-seamer and the um, the sweeper. So that was the slight concern, and that's the only thing I'll say. We were three, three up, weren't we? Three one up, three nil up. Got it back to four three for the Cardinals, and then they kind of cruised it through the game um, from the fourth onwards. And I thought, you know, this is a classic Halos loss. Had a three one lead, then go down. Pretty disappointing. You should never lose a game with Shohei on the mound. Is always my logic, and we haven't actually now. We're six and one in Shohei starts, but I'm. Losing a Shohei game, particularly after winning the first game of the series, was a real disappointment for me. And then the ninth inning happened. And I, I'm telling you right now, I had zero expectations. Not a chance. Especially when I saw pinch hitter Jake Lamb. Oh, here we go again. But oh, what a lad. What yeah, a lad. I, I thought he's going to try too hard here. He's going to strike out. I can't see this happening. Gets a 2-2 count gets his pitch in the zone and he crushes it, crushes it, Dave. And there is delirium in my bedroom. I'm telling you, at 4-4, oh, I, was, I was buzzing. I was pumping the air. I couldn't believe he'd tied it up. That hat fell off and flew across the room in all sorts, I'm sure. Oh, I can't even tell you. It was magical. But it was to get better because Jay Glam ties it up. The hat's on. Everyone in the dugout, obviously, the high fives are going, but they know there's more of a game to go, and I still was dreading extras, dreading it. So what happens? Michael Nelson Trout steps up to the plate. And the best bit was, you won't have seen it necessarily, but he has been getting so much stick over the last couple of weeks from Angels fans. And I've said this before on this show, haven't I? I said it before, and I said we need to have Mike Trout watch every week because he gets so much un deserved stick from fans because they just expect pure greatness every single at bat every single time he steps into the plate people expect him to do stuff and that's just not baseball right the best hitters in the world of all time hit get out seven out of ten times right everyone expects mike to do great things and sometimes he doesn't deliver and people have seemed to find the theme that in the ninth he doesn't deliver fine whatever it's baseball but then, after all this criticism, Mike steps up to the plate and he hits a home run to give the Angels the lead. And he is so fired up. He's going back into that dugout. You can see, like, he's seen that criticism. I can guarantee it. He's heard that noise. He goes back into the dugout. He is on fire. There's been a lot of talk of it since, of the high fives he's been giving. But you can see he's so jacked. Right? He's so pumped up at this. And so was I. This time, everything was flying around the room, Dave. Top was off, waving around the head. I was doing laps, running down the stairs, around the living room. Just huge. Just huge. For Mike to go and do that, to give us a go-ahead lead in the ninth when it was completely unexpected. Now, 
That's what baseball's all about. That's why I'm awake in the middle of the night. Because watching that back on the highlights does not do it justice. There is no emotion involved. As you can testify, you couldn't stay up for that one. There's no amount of emotion. Like, you're happy, obviously. You've seen it, you're like, great, fine. But you don't get the same level of emotion having seen it post the event as you do live, in my view. And then after all that emotion and everything that happened with the Trout home run and obviously feeling that, then Shohei hits a double straight away. Rendon drives him in and it's happy days. Six four halos. Estevez comes in, absolutely no drama, clinches the win. And it was just, what a moment. Everyone was buzzing. Like Twitter was going off, as you can imagine. The selfies were flying out. Just, just incredible. But yeah, what were you like when you woke up and saw that? It's always good to see um, Shohei's start and then his highlights come through. Always interested to see what's going on. But yeah, I mean, Going on to that nine thinning, that that was, would have been pretty special to have been sitting there watching that. So that is a shame. Um, but I'm old and I can't, I can't hack it like you can anymore. But um, even a couple of years ago, I was able to. It's been a long time, you know. But no, um, yeah, that's what it's all about. That's why we love the game, right? Yeah, I'm no spring chicken these days either. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep doing this, but there <laughs> we go. I am. I'm currently 31 out of 31 day for the season. I am good, not good for you. I, I'm not I mean, missing one yet. At the moment, I'm getting unlucky. Well, I'm not even hitting the games at quarter to seven in the evening over here because I'm training myself. Well, well, you need to prioritise better. I know, clearly. Then we get on to the rubber, uh, the final game of the series where we won 11-7 in a very Angels fashion in the sense that we went up really quickly early. We were 11 runs to the good after four innings. So Lewis got two, um, then they got three back in the fourth, but it was 11-5 from 11-2. Canning on the mat, not his best start. He gave up five. I think after the big lead, he was just trying to throw strikes and was not locating very well. Loop comes in, as we've talked about earlier, and gives up another two. Can't even pitch in low leverage situations. And you know me, I have never been one to call for people to get DFA'd I don't like doing it. I always want to give people a chance. Obviously, this is their livelihoods, and I shouldn't feel sorry for them, but in some ways I do. And I've never been one to... get paid. Yeah. I wouldn't feel too bad. He's still going to get his paid. Of course, but I think there's a mental toil on these pitchers, and particularly with Loop's comments about, you know, pitching scared to start the year. But I think the time's come. He is not... He's not gaining. He's not gaining back what he had. He's lost velocity. He's lost movement on his pitches. He's not locating very well. Whether or not he gets it back somewhere else, I don't know. But as a halo, he's thirty-five now. He's got to go. There are better, younger arms coming through, as we've seen, that deserve a spot over him. Yeah, I mean, you're throwing him out in absolute trash innings now when you're losing, and maybe you'll you'll find you know, the flag in yourself. So outside of that, you can't. There was no situation now, and I don't know. I feel stupid for thinking he would have a bounce back here at the start of our predictions at the start of this season. But you know, it it just hasn't happened for the guy, and you know, it is what it is. Um, if it's done, it's done. And did you, that reminds me, did you predict him to be your comeback player of the year or something? I, 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 it was like it was gonna, I, I thought he was going to have a good year. I thought he was going to turn it around. I was just trying to be positive for the guy. But well, I need yeah, to I need to go back and listen to that. I'm going to clip. Uh, I'm going to clip uh, that for social media to show you the sort of insight you get on this show. <laughs> yeah, how, how wild we can be sometimes. But yeah. no, I mean, it's it's May and he's done. So you're, you're right. I mean, he's 
he's got to go. And, you know, Perry's been aggressive previously, DFAing, as, as we know, Justin up to now, people hopes, you know, was it 8 million? It's a nothing contract for Perry to be DFAing now. So you're right, you know, Davinsky's come up, he's shown what he can do. Silsef's come up, he's shown what he can do. There's more stuff down there which can come up to really solidify it. Um, to, to how long do you hold on to him for? It's going to be the question now, really. But I, I think his days are numbered and now he's got the IL piece as well. That's you know. never a good sign, is it? Phantom uh, IL slots are never... They're, they're the step before DFA. That's yeah. your last chance saloon. Which potentially Tapera has just come off of as well now. So let's see if he can yeah. turn it around because he's had a whole... I don't care about the soft contact comments. It's you, You've given up 12 hits in like five innings. It's, it's ridiculous. I hate you know. soft contact pitch. I hate... Contact pitches. It's why I really don't like Tyler Anderson either, as as you know. Not that I dislike Tyler Anderson. I just don't like that type of pitcher. It always scares me. Because you've got to be so on it. You've got to be so on it to... Um, yeah, yeah, you can get, well, get used to Tyler Anderson. He's around for a couple of years now. I know, I know. The final game yesterday, though, the 11-7 victory in the end, where they threatened to make it interesting. Thankfully, we shut the door. Just got to give shout-outs to A, Lewis Renhifo, for a big free run home run and an incredible play actually to put out the damage, I think, in the eight. His defense has got a lot of justified stick this year, but that play yeah. was huge and kind of saved the game where it was. Matt Feist, who after the 0 for 12 starts of the year, has gone on an absolute tear up. He's been hitting like 380 odd since then. Um, he had another three hits yesterday. And I see he's been rewarded with back to back starts because he's starting again tonight against the Rangers and also Taylor Ward coming back again with three hits going the other way with some of them. These are guys that have been slumping or taking a bit of stick this year. So the whole lineup is producing since we last showed as well. I mean, you weren't on last week. We were talking about Brandon Drury, but he cooled down a little bit, but he's still performing. He's still being that bat we need in the lower middle order. So shout out those guys. This whole lineup is deep. You just hope that they don't all go cold at the same time. So you, you can carry maybe one or two cold bats if everyone else starts to increase and then people go, you know, ebbs and flows throughout the season. You know, have Taylor Ward down, down at the bottom end of the order now as well. It's, what, what a great bat to have down there as well. That really makes it a bit deeper. I mean, if Taylor Ward starts to find that form again, an interesting question I've got is you get Taylor Ward back to where he is, like what he's been over last week, but start extending that out. Or do you keep Neto up there? Nah, no. keep Neto. I like his speed. I like what Neto does, the fundamentals. He's not walking yet, but I think that will come. But he doesn't really have bad at bats. He looks so comfortable in there. He's made the transition to the majors so well. And he is going to slump. He is going to have difficulties because he is literally, as we've said before, barely yeah, year removed from a draft. Not even a year removed from a draft. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I suppose worst case scenario, what bad phrase you wait for that slump to happen when you're switching back over or something like that and you know if Taylor Ward's then hitting well and he's got a bit of protection behind him at a Trout or Tani depending if someone's got a day off then good things I, are going to happen I think so so for Neto I've had an idea if he's in a slump or the Angels uh, slumping a little bit and we haven't been able to get runners on at that point I'm thinking when they go over there just to get the chant going just one hit Neto Give it to me. What do you think? I mean, obviously, I've always loved your singing and want it to happen every single week if we can get away with it. But I don't think that would catch on. It was a little bit too slow. You've got to think about something a bit more. You know, we can, we can speed it up. Just one hit, Neto. Give it to me. 
well, there you go. Sounded better already. What do you think? Get it going in the stands in Anaheim? I, I think you've got to try. It's not long now. It's only, what day are we on today? The 5th. 15 days till I'll be there. 15. There Just two weeks. Unbelievable. What when are you getting when are you coming out there to surprise me? <laughs> I'm probably going out there in about three years' time, so God knows what will be left of our roster by then. <laughs> yeah, or me. I'm not sure I'll still be around then, but who knows? So we've we've touched on it. Let's move on then. Huge, 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 huge homestand coming up. And it's I'm hesitant to call it so big because it's just the start of May. But the way the schedule works this year and you're not having as many chances to play these teams, this is massive for us. We've talked, touching it already, we're not beating the good teams, really. We're struggling against them. We're beating up on the crap and struggling against good teams. These are two good teams. We've got the Rangers for three. We've got the Astros for three. We are one game back of the Rangers at the top of the division and like one game above the Astros. So it's so close in there. We have to go into this homestand and win at least three of them. I think you have to at least split the homestand and win one of these series, right? Yes, 100%. Just to see where you're at now as well. It's We've played a few bad teams and we've played a lot of bad teams when you actually think about it with our records. So to really understand where we are, this is a big homestand, I think. You know, we we go top the table as such. You know, if we let just get the results go our way on this one. We are top of the league. So we are top of the league. In the Champions League places, so um, look, big big stand coming up, and um, yeah, looking forward to it. Tonight's game, we got Anderson against Dunning. Dunning started the year really well and kind of started living up to his potential. It's just the one point seven seven ERA coming in. Anderson, as we know, has really struggled. Although semi turned the corner, I think last time out against the Brewers had his best start by far um, for the Halos. So. There's potential there, isn't there, for a good pitching matchup tonight. And then I think the series goes on and you got Ivaldi against Detmers. And Detmers has been okay. He's looked good at times, disappointing at times. Ivaldi's been quite good for them. I think he's actually pitched a lot better than his um, ERA shows from what I've been reading. And then finally you got Perez against Suarez and we know what Perez can do against us, and we've seen it before. And he started the year as well as last time. I've got. I mean, to... what Suarez can do for us. Exactly, he's got a lot of bites, a lot of <laughs> bites to his game, especially to those breaking pitches. But the um, I've got to admit, I really, really don't love these pitching matchups for the Halos. I don't know about you, but I worry about all of them. To be quite honest, we need the bats to go. We need the bats to be working. And you also just need to get a bit of length out of these starters and hope they can limit the damage. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, it's not going to be as easy, obviously, as the Cardinal series as well. But, you know, I think in the Cardinal series, we had 22 runs in three games. I think it worked out as 18 of them were like by the fourth or fifth inning. So these guys are going to need the run support as well. Because as I say, it's I've not had massive fan of what Tyler Anderson managed so far. That means he's got his due a wobble at some point. So hopefully maybe he can get a nice, long, consistent start. And Suarez, I mean, what Suarez is about to turn up, I don't know. Um, give Get him some run support early and try and just get five to six and get this handed over to the bullpen and, and see what happens. Um, obviously, if one of them spits out a gem, great. And try to save some of those arms. But yeah, I, I think I think we have a chance. Um, 
I won't profess to know what the Texas bullpen is all about in comparison to us, but I feel that it could come down to that, who holds the nerves by the end of it. It's nice to see DeGrom's not in there, and I think he's back on the IL, isn't he? As DeGrom always is around this time of the year. He's started on fire as well for, for Texas. He's looked as good as he is, but really nice to miss him. That gives you a chance in many ways. It's a shame old friend Andrew Heaney uh, isn't pitching for the Rangers, though, because that would have been a fun one. Would have a couple of guaranteed home runs in that game if he did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But let's predict it then, Dave. How do you see this series going for the Halos? I want to be positive, as always. We're going to do it. We're going to go. We're not, we're not sweeping, but we're going to win the first two. And Suarez is going to get battered <laughs> everywhere we go. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but as I say, I think I, th- I think Tyler Anderson turned not turned the corner, but was better last week. Um, and I think if he can just keep us in it, give us five or six, and the same with Detmers as well. If they can go five or more, I think we have got chances. If we're if they're being pulled after three, then it's, it's going to be really really long time and long nights ahead of us. So, but I'm going to stay positive here, and I can't see why not. I loved seeing Erica Detmers on the broadcast yesterday during the game as well. Erica went to interview her, and it's, she's a character as well. Both the Detmers family, judging by the the way they react to Detmers pitching and watching it in their living room. Although they said they were both very very calm for the no hitter, so. Take from that what you will. But no, I kind of agree with you, but also just don't see a way we win two of these. I think we'll be lucky if we win one, if I'm totally honest. I don't know why. I was saying this to uh, our friend Stevie earlier as well. I'm just not optimistic coming into this series. And I think it's just everything that we've gone through this year against good teams and our Texas is a good team. I think they probably are. It's the pitching matchups we've got. I think you're right. I think these first two are probably... The two you've got to target, Detmers in particular. But if I'm honest, I I just have a feeling we lose tonight, we lose tomorrow, and then Suarez pulls it out of the bag and wins one. I just have that weird feeling. I could be totally wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. But that's I just don't. I don't see us attacking and getting to Perez if that's the matchup against. Suarez. No, but I, I just have a weird feeling it's going to be one of those odd, random, ones. random low scoring matchups that's decided late and I just think we're going to be on the right side of it late but I'm going 2-1 to the Rangers in this series so then we move on to Houston we got three against Houston as well coming up I don't think we'll have any pitching matchups yet but we obviously can work out for the Halos that Shohei will be pitching one of them Sandy Probably will be one Sandy of them Shohei Canning won't it yeah and then Canning will be pitching one of them and so you kind of know you're getting you like to hope that Sandy and Shohei can take some wins there. Um, you got to well, expect yeah. one and two to have a chance. Yeah, well, well, I mean, Shohei, as long as the bats don't go cold, you know what you're going to get almost from Shohei at the moment. Uh, I think Sandy will give us an opportunity to compete and he will obviously compete. And again, if he can get five to six through, I think then Canning, um, about Canning against the Astros, personally, I think they could probably get to him if he doesn't start off well um, or back, trying to avoid that beginning. But um, yeah, I think more based on historical stuff at the moment, I'll probably edge the Astros on that one. 
Yeah, I'm see, I disagree. I'm the opposite. I I back the Halos against the Astros this time. The the Astros have got a couple of pitching injuries. I haven't seen updates on them, but I know a few of their guys have left starts early in the last week. McCullers is obviously still not there. Altuve is still out. The Astros are there for the taking for me, and this is the time we have to attack them. So I think Shohei wins his start. I always expect Shohei to win his start. I think Sandy wins his start, and then the third one's a toss-up. But I think we're going to come out of this series 3-3, but I think we lose to the Rangers and beat the Astros. Okay. Well, I'm the other way around. So, And I think I think you take it at this stage, don't you, as well? Yeah, I think we just need to stay in the hump for now. You just have yeah, to hang five, around. 500s. Get 500 to the break and then get to the trade deadline and make some additions. Oh. Maybe a little bit over 500. Yeah, I was say, I'm, not, I'm not sure yeah, about that. Considering, considering where we've been for the last fucking 27 years, it feels like, I mean, we, we can't be expecting to be fucking 10 games over 500 by the break, can we? I can't believe you've just dropped two F-bombs in a row. Well, I need that E against this. This is, this is our ages. Just because this we're recording not child it, friendly. Just because we're recording at 20 past 11 doesn't mean you can just drop the profanities for this family-friendly show, David. Honestly. It is a family-friendly show. But there you go. What can I say? Well, it is when you're not on it. <laughs> when you come on, everything changes. But no, we'll see. It's a massive homestand we got coming up. So let's see how it how it pans out. Dave, I'm going to give you your moment to shine now. You text me in advance telling me you had some, some questions for me. So you can take over here. Tell me well, what We've I've incorporated them into some of the conversations that we've had this evening anyway. You've got to have more than that on offer. Come on. I know there's some in there on your little notepad. <laughs> okay, then. So here we, here we go. Why do we always have, why do we have these big blow up innings? Like we score loads of runs always early in the games. And why do we always seem to, no, seven onwards, eight, you know, not as much, not as many runs, should we say? Well, I think it's it's largely it's pitching adjustments, isn't it? Pitchers settle into their rhythm, start locating a bit better, deeper into their starts. I think the approach of the plate changes as well when you upload the runs, even if it's just, you know, in your head, even if it's just unconscious, you do it, um, you change your approach. So I think there could be many reasons. But you've seen when the Angels need runs late, they also come back. We've actually lost a fair few of these games. But at the same time, you've seen games against Toronto, against Oakland, where they've scored runs late when they've needed to score runs. So it's actually the one thing in this team, I really don't doubt their mentality scoring runs. I believe they keep going to the end and have every possibility to score runs, which is why I was surprised I was not confident at all against the cards. Although it did make it sweeter when we came through and the goat and the lamb decided to uh, put them in the stands. Yeah, I mean, but again, that's, that was another example as well. What was, I think it was the third inning was the last time we scored in that game or something like that and then just did nothing until the ninth. Yeah, it's happened quite a lot and it's hard to put a finger on it, but mm. as long as we're winning games, Dave, I don't care when the runs are scored. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's it for me. Thank you for that one question. Well, as I say, we, we did discuss everything. I'm so glad he's back. So glad. <laughs> well, it's better than saying I've got nothing to talk about for, to, yeah. for, for a podcast. True. It's the King's coronation this weekend, Dave. Tomorrow, the King is getting crowned. Are you going to be doing anything for it? Anything special planned? Or are you going to be watching any Halos baseball, perhaps, over the bank holiday weekend? You know, they actually asked me to stick the crown on his head, but I said I was busy. So, um, 
yeah. No. Um, yeah, I think we're going to try and see the you know fly past, go to some family who are underneath the fly past. So let the, let the boys see them the airplanes flying around. But yeah, and maybe try and get some baseball in as well. Let's hope so. It'd be nice if you could watch a game every now and again. Also, I know they weren't letting you put the crown on him because you're banned from going within 100 yards of the Royals after the last time you were throwing eggs at them. So, Yeah, well, what can you do when you're in demand? Excellent from you, Dave. Excellent. Excellent. Well done. Anyway, massive homestand. It's half past 11 almost. The game starts at half past two. I'm going to try and get a couple of hours sleep before the game, before that alarm goes off because I am excited. To make it 32 out of 32. Dave, for you, I'm, I am going to be fast asleep, possibly. Possibly, yeah. You've got a big evening ahead, so I'm going to let you go. You need as much energy as you've got to end the night. Dave, been a pleasure chatting to you once again. Looking forward to hopefully a big homestand and speaking to you at the end of it after some lovely Halos victories. Look forward to it. Go Halos. <laughs>